Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Locked on Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Today, I have been on a real content-creating kick. I've been writing articles, doing research for the podcast, and uh, trying to figure out how to get this garage band window smaller. Okay, so I'm sorry if if you're hearing a lot of clicks right now struggle bus over here. But um, again, thank you for tuning in and I hope you're having a fantastic Thursday or if you're listening not on a Thursday, I hope you're doing well. And uh, today we're going to take a look back on the last month of Flames hockey, specifically uh, the first three losses of February. And then we're going to break down more and more as (laughs) the episodes go on but of course there's only so many games had between February and the pause but I I started uh this show right after the flames dipped at home with three straight losses and then kind of came back up when um you know started gaining momentum and they had a lot of home games but unfortunately, uh, the Flames don't do too hot at home. But they kind of started proving me wrong when I started talking a little smack about them. But before we jump into things, I just wanted to promote the show Twitter. Um, please make sure you're following along at LO underscore Flames. And then my Twitter is Jess Belmosto. I'm going to be real with you guys. I know I need to step up my social media game. Uh, (laughs) Not very good at it, but I'm hoping with time and more consistency, I do get a little bit better. But before we jump into the first few games of February, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Alrighty, welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in and sticking through the... uh, the sponsors that really make sure that we're able to provide you content and really support what we do here at the Locked On Podcast Network. It's very exciting to be part of, and as always, we are thankful for our sponsors. But, all right, now let's talk about, let's talk about some February games. So, I think this game stands out to me so much because it, was a very intense game to watch. It was a very high-scoring game, uh, unfortunately not for the Flames, (laughs) and we had a whole line brawl, and I'm going to insert the audio from the call of the line brawl, and hopefully I figure out how to do that in here, but that was just an insane game. I remember... I was um, driving back from Massachusetts to my place in New York, and my boyfriend and I were at a hotel because, whatever, and he was watching it, and I'd fallen asleep early, and all of a sudden, he goes, Jess, Jess, wake up, wake up, they're all fighting, and I was like, what is happening? Like, what does he mean they're all fighting? And then I was like, oh my god, I fell asleep before the hockey game started, and I had so much fun just watching the intensity. It had such 
playoff hockey vibes in the atmosphere just reminded me so much of like a game seven against Boston and Toronto and I needed this series for my own well-being <laughs> during this hockey playoffs and now we don't have it and I'm so so upset but you know we'll talk about the possibility of the season resuming a little bit later on in this episode actually so two days later (laughs) the flames lost again to the lovely san jose sharks johnny gaudreau scored the only goal yes the only goal (laughs) uh but jumbo joe uh notched his i believe it was his 1500th career point or assist i am doing him some serious injustice right now but you know he reached a a very big milestone i can't believe i forgot to write that down but uh mark giordano suffered a hamstring injury and he would go on to miss the game against nashville and uh the captain's presence was severely missed during this 3-2 loss to the predators it was a good fight but it just wasn't good enough what a hit to the ego, though. Like, you know you don't play well at home, and then you just you go on to lose three straight games. I don't know. I'm not a professional athlete, but I know that uh, losing is not something I like, especially when you do it consecutively and... <laughs> In your own venue, I don't, I don't, I don't like being embarrassed in my own house. So that's kind of what happened to the Flames, unfortunately. But I would like to go ahead and insert the audio from the Edmonton Oilers, Edmonton Oilers, and Calgary Flames game right here, so I can, uh, you know, let y'all relive this too. In each of the last two seasons. But he looks like a different player now, the former first round pick, doesn't he? Well, you know what he said, he just knew what to expect coming up. He's had a few tastes. He wants to stay up here, wants to battle to stay in the lineup every night. Back inside, Tim Talbot reaches back. And that is whistled down, and nobody is happy now as Inkin Gunny with a late poke. And look out as Talbot is into it, and he wants a piece of somebody back there. Coming back at Giordano, and now Giordano's coming up too. This thing blew over in a hurry. And Smith is coming up the center ice as this thing comes unglued. And Bear in the high slot here fighting. Looks like with Matthew Kachuk. It's Kachuk and Bear, and they are trading them. Bear comes over the top of the right. Kachuk comes back. And, and, Mike, Talbot, they're gonna and go. Mike Smith are going to go at center ice. Talbot and Smith. Moving on both sides of this battle of Alberta. For the other team, respectively, the year before in the Battle of Alberta, they're going against each other. And Mike Smith came right to center. Talbot said, "You know what? Let's do this." <laughs> it just keeps getting better and better. I'll tell you, just a little jab by Gagne after that puck looked like it was still a little bit loose. It went into the back of the net, and they took exception of it. The Flames did and started to pounce on Gagne, and then everybody converged in, and it boiled over in a millisecond. 
and shrapnel on the ice right there. It is a yard sale out there, and the people in this building can't believe what they just saw. Well, there it is there, and Talbot lays down on his back, and it was underneath him, but Gagne jams through under the armpit. They take exception. Everybody comes in, including Talbot, and then a couple shots unanswered by Gagne on Giordano. He looks like he gets up, and he's not too happy about that, and then Kachuk separates with Bear, and they go out and have a pretty good doozy tilt, too. Both of them got some shots in. Ethan Bear's first scrap in the NHL. With this thing that's regoalie, we talked about it. Could this thing boil over with the, the history this year, especially carried over from last year in the Battle of Alberta? And then, you know what? Mike Smith standing center and kept up and looks up the ice and says, you know what? Let's keep this thing going. And they go out at a pretty spirited tilt, too. Two big guys, too. You look at both of these guys off the ice. They're not your typical goaltenders. Talbot's a big dude, took a couple rights there. He comes back with one, and then as they go down, Good job by Smith to pull up and not continue to wail away. But two big guys off the ice, too. They have at it, too. But obviously, we're going to see a couple different goaltenders in between the pipes for both teams. Reddick's going to go back in, and Koskinen's coming in for the Oilers. They are showing the replay of the Smith-Talbot fight on the big screen. There are 24 seconds remaining on the clock, and all the players are watching the replays of the fight. This is a, a surreal scene here, and we're not sure if they're going to, you know, they're sending both teams to the respective dressing rooms, and they're going to just resume the remainder of the second period after things. Listening to that got me feeling some type of way. I can't even lie to you guys. It just, it hyped me up. I was ready to run through a brick wall. I want to watch hockey again, but instead... I'll just rewatch this until hockey potentially comes back. So before we continue, I would uh, like to take another word, another break, and hear another word from our sponsors. Alrighty, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, welcome back to our final segment of the show. But uh, today. I woke up to um, a message from uh, Slack. If you don't know what Slack is, it's basically a more professional place where you can hold group chats. Uh, it's great for communicating. This isn't sponsored. Uh, I I use it for a few different of the plat few different platforms I work for. But I got a message that said, "Oh, hockey could return in July." And I was like, what? So I went on Twitter and saw that Andy Slater of, um, he's an on-air personality for Fox Sports, and he tweeted, just in, looking at restarting, or NHL looking at restarting season in July. Games would be played at four or five neutral sites with limited or no fans, according to Florida Panthers president Matt Caldwell. On the conference call, he said this plan is not finalized. Okay, well, let's talk about this real quick. Um, Florida, I, they, they know something about not having a lot of fans in their stadium or their arena, in their stands. Um, personally, I don't know how this is going to work. And Elaine Shercliffe, I hope I didn't butcher that. 
um, actually made a really good thread. She is a beat reporter covering um, Monsters Hockey in, I believe that's Cleveland. And she made a really good thread that raised a lot of points. And I just retweeted it, so it'll be on my Twitter. But she says, what happens if borders... So let me rewind. A thread of questions I have about the possibility of resuming the NHL. And she tagged the NHL and the NHL Players Association. Because, you know, these are important questions. And honestly, I can't believe that I didn't think of these. But she says, what happens if the border between Canada and the U.S. doesn't open for non-essentials in July? And what happens if the border's open for the two countries but not overseas travel? And that's important because a lot of these hockey players didn't stay in their hockey city. They dipped. They went back. They, I don't blame them because you don't even know how long you're going to be stuck here for. Uh, what is the time frame between the end of one season and the start of the next? How does this affect foreign players um, and their visas? Will hotels be open in the areas where you're where you want to host neutral site games? Um, this one I thought was great. Um, are there restaurants and grocery stores able to accommodate that kind of demand? at one time while they're transitioning to run to running full tilt um can their supply chain handle that like that's such a good idea because like I don't know about you but like if I have a chance to travel for a hockey game I'm going I mean not right now but you know you don't have time to prepare for the incoming influx of hockey fans and tourists while you're still recovering from a pandemic like I know personally the retail store I work at like we aren't getting shipment right now because we're not selling I mean we get groceries and stuff like that but like if you need clothes like we have the bare minimum like the basics and how is that gonna affect you know like how many times have you seen people on Twitter say, oh my God, I forgot this and I forgot that. I don't like, oh, I had to run to the local Walmart and things and just how realistic is this? Uh, Let's see. Will every team have, I'm just reading some tweets from this because you can find the thread online. Will every team have their play-by-play announcers and color commentators or will there be a select crew of play-by-play and color commentator that covers each games? <laughs> Can Columbus bring their cannon? That's right. She's in Columbus, not Cleveland. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so I just... It, it really makes you think because you don't... It just feels so selfish to try to resume this season and there's a lot of uncertainty and I get it I just it just doesn't seem plausible to me again it doesn't it doesn't seem possible to get all the players back over here to their respective teams and then to have them be like okay pack up you're gonna go play in Wyoming, have fun. Like, it just doesn't seem feasible. I'm one person. I am not 
a coordinator of the league. I don't have contacts that I can call and say, open up your hotel. Like, I just, I don't know. <laughs> um, I think it'd be really cool to see people play at Lake Placid. It's an hour away from me. I don't, I don't have to stay at a hotel or anything, but like, it's just not, I don't know. And if they make it work, good for them. <laughs> I feel like, I feel incredibly selfish to want hockey season to return while there are people dying and sacrificing their life. But, um, you know, <laughs> but as always, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Locked on Flames. I am Jess Belmosto and I will check on, check in with y'all tomorrow. Bye-bye.